Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I am your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today is day 16 of the AOM 100 Days of Q&A. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. We have over 100 episodes on all sorts of different relationship-related topics. Check out season one of the show. It has a whole workbook that is free and available to you, and we love you. That's why we make the show um, hashtag life goals. I don't know. Hashtag Hashtag, I don't know what to say right okay. now. We do four things every single time. We pray, we share past gratitude, we read a review of the day, and then we go straight into your questions. And as the last maybe 20 days, the show is brought to you by audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. Right now, I'm listening to Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule, and so is Melanie, I think. Mm-hmm. And it is golden. So... Go there. All right. Let's pray. Uh, And we're going to talk about book recommendations actually today. Thank you, God, for your blessings. Thank you, Creator, for all that you have provided us. Thank you for this opportunity to um, enrich and grow in our own selves and our own marriage. I pray that it is helpful to those who listen and those who uh, want to do better in their lives. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, So what's... Yesterday, I'm thankful that you looked up the indoor rock climbing wall at our local high school and we went there because it was like an open house yesterday that was a lot of fun it, was kind of, it wasn't quite an open house well sort of but you made it happen Captain, and we went there and that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you so thanks that was rad you're welcome i'm thankful that you climbed because i know you're trying to be a poopy pants and not climb and so i, I felt challenged embarrassed. you because you know all the other rock climbers those weirdos <laughs> should feel embarrassed too so I'm it, glad it, that you climbed yeah. because it was really fun and the it kids really enjoyed it. It it uh, I used to be a rock climber and that was a lot of fun. So thank you for that. Okay. I think you used to rock climb. I don't think you were a rock climber. I think there's a difference. I don't know. I had all the gear and we went like every weekend. So whatever. Anyway, five stars from Drew, Drew Dana. I love the Studleys. I started listening to this podcast in March of 2019. I started from the very first episode and to June of 2018. And I'm, M2, June of 2018. Okay. I'm catching up fast. This is so easy to do when you're listening to such incredible communicators. Seth and Melanie are real, raw, honest, and hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this tool. I love it and recommend it to everyone. All the stars to this couple. Thank you Thank so you. much, Drew. That is Dana. really cool. Dana. 
Claire Danes. Drew Danes. Okay. Claire Danes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. We appreciate that. And all of your reviews and ratings are helpful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. That's right. Um, the first question is, you've mentioned a couple of audiobook recommendations on the podcast recently, and I was wondering if you had any about doing hard things. I recently started a new job and feel so inadequate and in over my head. I'm looking for the book that might empower or a book that might empower me to know that I can do hard things and do the hard things in front of me. Thought I'd reach mm. out and ask y'all. This is a great question. You did some research here. This is great. Oh, yeah. I have a whole list of books here. I will start by saying that if you can listen to Joyce Meyer, listen to Joyce Meyer. I know some people really don't like her, but I absolutely adore this woman. Mm-hmm. And she talks about her entire journey is basically her, like, I should not be able to do what I'm doing. And this is how I did, like, all the things that I'm doing. And this is the the things I feared in my own mind and all that stuff. So listen to Joyce Meyer. But I have like six or seven books right here. The first one is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, which we're currently listening to. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I want to give a little bit about that. I listened to a podcast, I think Lewis House podcast with Mel Robbins on it. And if you guys have listened to any amount of time, you know about me doing the cold dip and The Five Second Rule. I would count down in order to do the cold dip like in the freezing of winter and it really changes your brain and we're listening to the book right now Mm -hmm. and it's really, really cool. She also has a TED Talk that she did in like 2012 or Mm -hmm. something. Um, So The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins. I just finished that last week. It is phenomenal. It's like real couples in her training or coaching sessions Mm -hmm. uh, and it's all these different topics. It has a full free workbook. Check that out. Right. Um, The one that I love is I hope this... I Hope I Screw This Up by Kyle Cease. That's one that kind of expands. It just sort of takes the barriers of your mind down and talks a lot about fear and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That it's one amazing. was really good. She read it first and then I read it. It was awesome. Um, the book Thinking Transformed is an audiobook by Joyce Meyer is really good. It is one of her like teaching services, sermons or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like five, three or five hours long. I can't remember, but it's so good. And it's basically transforming your thinking, but it's, mm. it's good. It's my favorite format of her audiobooks is when it's just like an actual live event. Yeah. Um, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I actually haven't read it, mm-hmm. but I know lots of people who love it. Well, I've read Braving the Wilderness, and that one was awesome. It's all about fear, about shame, and unlearning stuff. It's super, super awesome. And I can relate to her pretty good because she was from Texas, and it's just a lot of like cultural stuff in the South. And the last one... Don't say it. The is last one is un- a book. F yourself. Yeah, it's a, a, a inappropriate word um, by Gary John Bishop. Un F word. Did you read that yourself. one? I did not read it, but I think I might. I read it. It literally one. Yeah. has like thirty five thousand four and a half star reviews, which is insane yeah. for a it, book. It's Usually really good. books have like a thousand reviews, but um, and and I think the audio narrator is like Irish or Scottish. No, no, he is. He is Scottish. No, the audio narrator. He he is Scottish. Uh, I checked him out on, I think he was on Lewis Howes. He was on the Order of Man podcast. And recently he just uh, has a new book out. And I listened to it, but I cannot remember the name of it. But his name is Gary John Bishop Mm -hmm. and he's Scottish. So GJB, that's what I call him. Okay. So those are great books to start with. Um, but I, yeah, so thank you for the question. We love audiobooks. Again, go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. 
Because they're awesome. Yeah. Next okay, question. Okay. My partner is super sensitive and I'd love some tips on how to deal with it. He gets so offended over everything I say. I can tend to be a little sarcastic a lot of times, but it's so frustrating that he just gets quiet and offended. It's almost like it's every interaction we have. Do I just have to change who I am and walk on eggshells with what I say so I don't offend him? Is, is he the problem with being so sensitive? How do I find a middle ground solution to my sarcastic personality and oversensitivity? Okay. Mm. This is a great one. This one hits home. Story of our marriage. Um, I wanted to read, before answering this question, the definition of sarcasm. Are you ready? Yes. The use of irony to mock or to convey contempt. Mm. Synonyms include mockery, ridicule, scorn, scoffing, bunting? bunting? I don't think I meant to write bunting. That wasn't supposed to be on <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of sarcasm goes a long way. And that's, yeah, I wrote a little bit of sarcasm goes a long way. So the reason I wanted to write the definition of what sarcasm is, mm-hmm. is because, uh, what are you, lazy man? Stand up. Worked out. Come Sorry. on. Um, so sarcasm, a little bit of sarcasm does go a long way. And sarcasm, if, as you heard just now in the definition, has no positive qualities unless you include I bunting. I didn't know that the, <laughs> the definition of sarcasm like was... The use of irony to mock or convey I contempt. I didn't either. That's con- contempt is one of the four, four horsemen. horsemen of the apocalypse. Or to John mock. Gottman. I thought Jeez. you were going to say tamale. <laughs> or tamale. No. Um, no. So that's why I wanted to read it. I, I sat there for a minute and I thought, you know, I don't even know the definition of sarcasm. Like, mm-hmm. I know what it is, but what's the definition of it? I love to do that, to like search up words. It is. And so the thing that's hard about sarcasm is that if you learned it in your family, like I did, family of origin, um, well, actually, for starters, check out the episodes in season one on family of origin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know if I have the word. I mean, there's sarcasm conversations all over season one because it was such a big deal in our marriage. And that was exactly what I thought. So do I just have to change who I am and walk on eggshells so Seth's not upset all the time because mm-hmm. he's a baby and he can't handle my awesome sarcasm? So, so imagine this. Okay, so yeah, you do because sarcasm is like, it shuts people down. And this this listener says, um, oops, oops. So he gets quiet and offended. Most people when they're mocked (laughs) or like spoken to with contempt would withdraw, would get quiet and would be offended. Not like, you know, like, you know, I'm so PC. You can't say that. You know, how, how dare you say that? It's more of like, you feel uh, terrible. It makes you feel bad. Right. And, uh, is, is he the problem with being so sensitive? Well, maybe a little bit, but what happened in our marriage, Melanie conditioned me to be like that. I'm like, why? I don't want to like, almost even be around you if mm-hmm. you're just going to be sarcastic and mock me and like mm-hmm. nag and blech, well, you know? and, and let me say what, what did that convey to Seth? As we just read, sarcasm, the use of irony to mock or convey contempt, right? So that was me saying every time I was sarcastic thinking it was funny, good one. Mm-hmm. I'm letting him know, no, that wasn't a good one. No, you didn't do a good job. No, I don't think that you're smart enough or I don't mm-hmm. think you're good enough or it wasn't funny enough or it wasn't whatever. So every time that you are using sarcasm and trust me, I was the queen of sarcasm forever. When you were using it every single time, you are cutting down your partner, mm-hmm. literally. That's like you're just kicking the feet out from under them and being like, don't know why they don't want to hang out. Right. So weird. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's not weird. You're being a jerk. Right. That does not mean that your husband is not overly sensitive as well, which was the case with us where Seth's family never uses sarcasm. I don't think I've ever heard your family be sarcastic maybe, ever. Maybe, maybe... 
Maybe your dad? Sometimes, but not really. It's more, yeah, just... I can't even imagine. I don't even think I've heard your family use sarcasm. Mm -hmm. So it is a a sort of extreme opposite family of origin things where Seth's family is like uh, encouraging and kind and they hug and they whatever. My family's like sarcasm, make a joke, uh, avoid eye contact, don't touch, (laughs) right? And so it it was sort of like both. I was overly sarcastic. I was like grossly sarcastic and Seth was hypersensitive to it. So neither one of us was like fully wrong, but I was mostly wrong. I was better. You were better <laughs> at getting your feelings hurt. <laughs> okay, so also this this lady says and so thank you for your honesty here. And this lady says, I can tend to be a little sarcastic a lot of times. So whenever I have a new client and they say, well, I, 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 well, especially my youth clients, they're like, well, I smoke weed sometimes. It's like, I mean, just like hardly ever. That always means I'm they smoke s- every day. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or like, yeah. uh, I, I, I drink a little bit, you know, it's like whatever. It's like. Just here and there. Yeah. And it's all, it's, there's, there's a thing in like the uh, substance use disorder uh, treatment world. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, I don't have a problem. I drink, you know, two, two beers a day. That automatically almost translates into five or six. Yeah. Because you always underestimate. You always, and this is I think in general, we always underestimate our bad qualities and overestimate our good qualities. I have a really funny um, image for this. I don't know where it came from, but it's so funny in my Mm -hmm. mind. So imagine that you had a salt shaker and instead of salt inside of it, you had like belly button lint and gross things like toenail clippings. And you were like, oh, I just am sort of sarcastic sometimes. And you're like, Salt shaking, belly button lint hair Ugh. on food, and be like, "What's this? this fine. Just, just little, go ahead and eat just that. A lint. Just a touch of lint, just a touch of toenail clippings." But yeah, I mean, then you're asking. But if you're your, used to it, but you're asking you're... your partner to eat it, and just just pick the toenails off. Like it's Gross. no big deal, but it is a big deal, and it isn't pleasant. And <laughs> yeah, people I'll never, are... I'll never shake salt again. <laughs> but it's what I think of. Like people who are sarcastic don't understand the weight of what they're doing um, to the, the who, to other people, to mm-hmm. their friends. To, and I, one of the biggest things for me was when my coworker, who was one of my best friends at the time, told me, you're really mean. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she was like, yeah, you are. And it's because I was sarcastic all the time, which is mean. Being sarcastic is mean. Remember we've talked about most... Hold on. Our son wants to hug us. It's on his checklist. Yes, you may. <laughs> you will <laughs> You Quick. won't complete your checklist without hugging us first. Oh, uh, I hello. Love you so you want to say hello? Say He's hi to kid. everybody. Hi. Mm. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the hug, sweetheart. All right. See you later, Ace. Off you go. Ace Ventura. Close the door. Okay. What was I saying? Uh, oh, we've talked about this before, but usually sarcasm and other kind of character trait traits that we just go, oh, I'm just always like that. Uh-huh. That is. In my experience, most of the times, a mask for something else. It's a defense mechanism. It's a defense for sure. mechanism. Maybe you were insecure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were, I, I don't know what it was, but I would like for this person to look a couple layers uh, mm-hmm. beneath the sarcasm. Why am I sarcastic? Yeah. I, this, so it says, Mel, how did you change that in yourself? It was, have, it was awareness. It was like me saying enough weird things like belly button lint and toenail clippings and a salt shaker to realize this actually is harmful for people Mm -hmm. and i have to figure out how to stop because it is a defense mechanism because Mm -hmm. in my family i'm the youngest of five my older siblings were mean that like they weren't they weren't terrible but they weren't nice Mm -hmm. and they would always be sarcastic to me my feelings were hurt all the time as a kid from my older siblings i wasn't allowed to do things i was so much younger than them so maybe it was a retaliatory 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 
thing. A defense mechanism. Retaliatory? You wanted to retaliate. A, a noodle? <laughs> Retaliatory. Rigatoni. Uh, but yeah, so it wasn't that I wanted to retaliate. I wanted to deflect. I, it was like playing tennis what? and, hey, dude, get out. I love you so much. Scram. Get out. I don't know. Where, I don't know. Go. You now, have to wait. now you see the patients Give run us 10 out. minutes. Um, but so I was doing it as a, a way to not feel so hurt. So I was... Mm-hmm. I was just throwing arrows back as much as I could. So I learned everyone's going to be mean to me. I might as well figure out how to fight back. You might as well. In, f- in fact, you, you thought, you know what? I'm going to do preemptive strikes. Oh, yeah. Like I'm always, I was always ready. I was always ready for someone's going to say something mean. Everybody's going to laugh at my ideas. I was mm-hmm. always being laughed at as a kid. Mm. Always. And so I was That's like... That's interesting because you get triggered sometimes when I laugh at you. Every time you laugh at me, I f- just feel like an idiot because that's all I knew as a, from my older siblings as a kid mm. was everybody's making fun of me. Everyone thinks my ideas are dumb. Everybody laughs at the mistakes I make. And so I was like... like were devalued. Like a porcupine. Porcupine. Uh, like I had my quills out mm-hmm. always. And so sarcasm was my pointiest quill and mm. i could use it the fastest so i honed it the skill of the quill and um Ooh, but the thing that i had to realize was that seth wasn't he wasn't gonna hurt me um sometimes he did on accident but that didn't mean i needed to attack him i wanted seth to be my safe place and my partner and my friend but i, I mean, how do you be friends with someone who's got all their quills out going right you know yeah whatever that sound was but um but for me it took realizing <laughs> That if Seth did that to me, I would die. Mm. Uh, if if I wanted him to be close to me, I had to stop. And it's and it's a huge process. So it's like I would be sarcastic and then have to apologize. And then it's sort of like that. But your family of origin never apologized, so that was even more. That was difficult. even yeah. It was like triple hard because yeah. I was like, well, I don't know how to do that one either. Yeah. But do um, you, but it's possible. I find it really interesting that a lot of the questions we get, we have either lived through or I've had shared experiences with other people, mostly clients, and it's all just normalizing. You know, it's like all these questions, somebody's going to go, oh, yeah, that, that's speaking directly to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just find it, it, it's helpful for me to kind of process through this stuff as well, thinking like, oh, people are just human. We have these defense mechanisms. We have these good things, and we all mostly try to do our best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, but it's a lot of self-awareness on that one. I want to read... True. Some of the questions up here. Then the next question that we have is really like super switching gears and kind of long. Should we save it for a different Yeah, time? let's save that one because... Uh, um, someone asked about... Uh, wait, what were you going to say? Somebody asked about your green drink. I know, again. that's what I was going to say. My green smoothie <laughs> You need to is, put that on I have. I'll tell you what something. it is. So This is the recipe. I make 10... Just give me a moment. 10 of these containers every Sunday, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it has romaine lettuce, spinach lemon avocado avocado mint it doesn't have mint anymore because i don't care and it is expensive and i don't have it in the yard anymore and then it has spirulina i started putting spirulina Mm. in there so and orange juice very just a little bit of orange juice so i'm wondering where you got the idea from that how did that happen who like who did it first why are you so fixated with I did I did it first. I'm reading fun. it first. So it's from what is it? The Plant Paradox. The Plant it's Paradox a, by Dr. Stephen Gundry, which is also a really good it's book. It's a detox smoothie that I modified the recipe for and make in bulk because I absolutely love how I feel when I drink it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I make 
I, when I wake up in the morning, I make a coffee with Tully's espresso, the, mm-hmm. only the finest premium espresso out there. And then um, I make, I drink my smoothie <laughs> while I do my makeup and while we podcast. And it, mm-hmm. I love it. And it makes me feel amazing, makes right. me feel full. I mean, and it's not, the, the point is not to feel full, but I have like blood sugar stuff. So I just love how I feel. So again, mm-hmm. lettuce, just romaine, lettuce, spinach, lemon. You know, people are going to ask spirulina. you for the, for the, I made a video on my Facebook page. I'll I'll share it. Oh, you should share it on the thing. Okay. Seth, you said you're not doing 75 hard like Paul. What are you doing? I need health. I need on the health train too. Okay. So first listen to Mel Robbins five second rule. Mm -hmm. That will help you get on the health train, but go ahead. Yeah, it really will. So I do good when I eat slow carb, not just a bunch of junk. And I do good when I don't drink as much. I have, I'll be honest with you was drinking not like a ton, like getting drunk every night, but having like two or three he beers. He just smokes weed sometimes. No, I don't smoke weed. Uh, but drinking too much, and then I like feel that just kind of like, like uh, I don't know, collecting in my body. And it's like just, it feels heavy. It's like I'm, I feel too heavy. So, You're yeasty. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so I'm doing no alcohol for 30 days. Started yesterday. And I'm mad as a hornet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no alcohol for 30 days. Wake up at five. I run 5K, which is like three and a half miles in 30 minutes. And then I do a full body workout, uh, different targeted areas of my body. And then don't do the cold dip anymore because I don't have my giant trough, but I do end with a cold shower after a hot shower. So slow carb, um, almost a gallon of water, coffee. And a I'll gallon probably, I'll, of coffee. No, not a gallon. <laughs> but I'll I'll have a cheat day probably on Friday. Um, but other than that, slow carb and you lose weight just like that, and you feel like a million bucks. Well, you so, lose weight like that. Um, Maybe that's, not everybody. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, how how do your families feel about you sharing so much of their shortcomings? They don't listen. <laughs> yeah, they don't listen. That's kind of part my of it. My <laughs> dad doesn't know what a podcast is. My grandma. Well, my mom listens sometimes. Yeah, her mom and her sister listen sometimes but nobody in my family knows about what a podcast is so if they found out man would we be sunk well my grandma who is 93 and is hilarious she uh she always asks, well what are you doing you know this podcast and and i said uh she's like well how many episodes how many do you have and she said what do you have like 10 how can you talk about marriage i was like grandma we have over 200 episodes <laughs> and she was just like did not understand how we it's like what, the grossest what we like, could talk about yeah what could we like, possibly what do you talk, talk about? about i'm like well you know people write in yeah blah, blah, all it's this a stuff. different i don't think seth's family would like it at all even even if it had nothing to do with them um because it's so in-depth and it's like that's stuff that they're trying to avoid like a lot we're, we're, my family kind of is too but my mom listens and she's uh incredibly great spirited and uh strong-willed so she she doesn't see. get a feeling i love that you share it all but i can't imagine you get a lot of backlash for it for it from other others who can't oh reflect. yeah well yeah they were mm-hmm. if they were yeah, I don't <laughs> we know. do have a dispensary in our neighborhood <laughs> well washington is a, a green state we've got a bill in Let's a see. bunch of ways <laughs> yeah okay 
Okay, I think that's everything. So um, I can't remember. No, this right. is good. We're about 21 minutes. So, okay. So tomorrow we'll be back and we're going to talk about being in a relationship that you're not sure you want to be in and how to navigate that. This is a dating relationship, not mm-hmm. a marriage. But we're going to talk about that and send in more questions. We can talk about anything we want to tomorrow as the same as every day. That's right. Um, you can send your questions to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and please rate and review the podcast if you enjoy this show, if it's helpful to you. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash anatomy of marriage oh, yeah, and support us we financially. We haven't at all. We need to start, you know, doing Yeah, that. we do have a Patreon page. You know, donate a dollar a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, anything is helpful. And also, we, we did talk about five or six books that have really helped us have a growth mindset and go through a bunch of stuff. You can literally get a free audiobook. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Get a free book. They're not going to blast you with junk email. You get a free book. Even if they do, accept their junk email. Audible is amazing. That's right. They are so, amazing. Okay. You guys are awesome. We love you. We will catch you tomorrow. And have an awesome day. Have a good one. Later. Bye. Okay. Bye.